and topics of Chinuch. Today is the most important thing in the Chinuch, bar none that I know of, guys. The most important. Every time you think you know this, chaz this again. This is the most important thing in Chinuch, probably. Like, way up there, a misunderstood topic, and it's way up there. I'm going to tell you a story, Shu, I said before. I want you to remember this. A good chance Shua is going to go into Chinuch. 100% you're going to be Mechanach your children. 100% you should, whatever job you take, teach on Shabbos to local kids. And maybe your job will be teaching Torah. That'll be Gewaldig. So I want to tell you, Shua, this rule. I'm going to tell you a story I've told you before, Kalman. I want you to hear this well. There's a serious story that's exactly as it happened. I'm, I'm not quoting because I can't, I'm, I can't remember everything was said. I'm paraphrasing. This, this is what happened. A very ernst guy, a really sincere guy, who went into Chinuch for all the right reasons. We don't know people's intentions. My estimation is all the right reasons. This like sweet, sincere guy. And he went into Chinuch to inspire kids. He's teaching in a modern school, seventh grade. And a sincere, delicious, wonderful Bentaira. And he was, he was very emotional to me. He, I went into Chena for all the right reasons. And the kids are just not interested. And he described, he'll make an event in his house. And, and, and I'm, I'm not mocking in the slightest. I'm mamish with him. I get it. He cares to death about these kids. He really wants to impact. And he went in for the right reasons. He's inspired to impact lives. And he loves Yidin. And he makes a beautiful thing in his house. Pays money. It's, he's not a, he doesn't have money. He's a mechanich living out of his budget from his own pocket. He spends money, makes a beautiful suda, and he has things he wants to tell the guys, and he has so much he wants to transmit to the kids. And he gathers the guys in this beautiful suda that he, he sponsored, he paid, his wife worked hard, and all the kids are on their cell phone. And he can't get their attention for anything. Politely, they're nice boys. Maybe they'll put it down for a minute and go back to their cell phone. And he was so tzabrachan about it, describing this scene, which is not an aberration. This is, the, this is what he's facing. And he's just brokenhearted about it. Really brokenhearted. And, and he's so nice. And so. And you, you, know, you could say if he'd be more charismatic, he is who he is. Is who he is. Should he scream louder, talk a little louder? They don't care. They don't care. And politely, maybe he's a very... He's, he, the problem is if he'd be stupid, he wouldn't have to. He's rather... Seem like a very smart... He's very self-aware. They don't care. He spent money. You, you picture the guy, and there's no joke to the guy. The guy what a hush of a guy. And the question, what do you do? They don't care. They just quit, walk away. He can't do it. What? What is this man missing? I believe his, there's something he's missing so profoundly, and you can't review this enough in your life. What are you talking? You could say, well, I'm a person listening to me. I'm more charismatic. I'm more energetic. That guy. So you'll scream a little. You have a better jokes. Your jokes run out in a week and a half. See, your first thing, if you're, if you're funnier, the first week it's better. But let's say the third time you make the gathering. This guy, it's true, he's very earnest. I don't think he's the most dynamic. So let's say, you, if you think this doesn't apply to you, so the third time they'll just be on their phones. After the first two times, they're tired. Of your, of all, your jokes run, run dry, your stories are done. So now what? What I want to say, what I want to say is you have to study this week's parasha, Shmois. To answer this, it's silly not to study Shemais. There's somebody who's called Moshe Rabbeinu. If 
you want to be a Rebbe, I would think it would be very, very wise to study Maish Rabbeinu. He's called the Rebbe of all the Klal Yisrael. Avi. And a guy wants to be a Rebbe and didn't study Maish Rabbeinu, I promise I believe it has zero to do with charisma. Zero. Zero. He can mamish impact. I promise this guy can impact all class. Like Pasha. It's zero. The best Rebbeim are not charismatic. It's like in, in a world of a very classroom type world, like the, 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 if I, the biggest machlokes I have in the world is should a Rebbe be charismatic? It's like, it's, that's nothing. That lasts for five seconds. Chemro! Woo! Gishmak! That's like you're you playing game. That's for third graders. Third grade, the Rebbe, there's a third grade kid. You're talking about teenagers. You're talking about people that are sophisticated people. Gishmak! Rabbi Okay, thank you. For the week, it's Gishmak. What happens week number two? There's no Shaykhs, none. You have to study Maish Rabbeinu. You have to study Maish Keep in mind, Maish Rabbeinu was a Kfad Peh. Maish Rabbeinu did not have good dialect. Whatever you learned the Kfad Peh was, Maish Rabbeinu was not an orator. And he's called Rabbeinu. He's called the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. So we have to study Maisha to see how to be a Rebbe. It's always important in Machshava, the first thought about something is the biggest thought. First impressions are huge, huge. I remember a Rebbe telling me, who like teaches very much classroom type technique, and I disagree with him to the end of the world. He said a Rebbe shouldn't smile. He's talking tongue-in-cheek, he's exaggerating. He said a Rebbe shouldn't smile the first month of the year. Then loosen the reins. It's more like when you treat people like robots. Don't smile the first year and then let out your first... It's more like, it's, a, it's in lieu of realness. So if you want a world of fake, this is how to do it. Don't no smile. Way. You can follow the technique. Don't smile. Free. No way, like, yeah, you walk in. The tricks they walk in, and you're tempted to talk people, but this is robotic. So just start learning. All the guys walk in day one, and the Rebbe says, it's like depressing. You're coming off a of summer. You can't believe you're back to class. And, the Rebbe just, and he starts that Gemara, and you're like depressed. You don't want to do it yourself. And he just starts learning. And it's all part of a technique. Because if I show space early, then they'll take. It's all technique. It's all in lieu of the following real thing that I'm going to tell you. Now, I admit there's something called classroom technique and management, admittedly, 100%, but nothing replaces what I'm about to tell you. Nothing, nothing in the world replaces this. And this is the heart and soul of all of Chinuch, of your children and your Talmudim, all. There's, no, there's nothing gets around this, and it would be silly not to study Maish Rabbeinu, Rabban Shal Yisrael. First impressions are huge. You have to be Gishmak. First impressions are huge. <laughs> first impressions are huge. To the point, first impressions are often right, by the way. There's a Goyish writer, I don't want to, I want to quote Jewish or Slahavdil, who's very into the first, the first impressions, the most true. When our brains, too much information, it's like you paralyze yourself, paralyzation by analyzation. You know too much, you often get stupider. What you saw first is often more correct. What you saw without like an overload of information, there's a Goyish writer who has a whole theory. Whatever you say, first impression matters significantly. And therefore, the Torah Hashem is very, the first time Hashem speaks about something is huge. Now we're introduced to Maisha. There's the introduction. Shalom, meet Maisha. Maisha Rabbeinu, when the first act is what somebody does to him, Basya. And then we're introduced to Maish Rabbeinu. And the first thing we're told about Maisha is Vayetzei Elechov. He went to his brothers. 
Vayar b'sevloisam, he saw what they were going through. That's interesting. There's the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. Shouldn't the first story is how much Musri gave, what he imparted? No. The first story of Moshe Rabbeinu is Vayar b'sevloisam. Nasan eina v'libay liyais meitzulam, he understood them. Shua, he understood them. Next story is Russia Lamasaki gave Musser. Before he taught anything, before he inspired, before he taught, before he gave Musser, he first understood. He saw what they were going through. This Rebbe's grave error. I asked this Rebbe, what are the kids doing on their cell phones? He said, I don't know. He said, they're looking at stuff. I said, what are they looking at? You couldn't answer me in an intelligent way. That's just, I promise I mean this. I'm not joking, I'm not kidding, and it's not a trick. He has no shaykhist. He's looking at it. He has things to impart. Students, I want to impart. You have nothing to give till you understand. Zero. Zero. The first thing is, what are you looking at? And you should get to know them. What are you interested in? Just to write it off. It's all shtus, games. It's very interesting. They're probably interesting, very interesting things. What music do you like? Is there anything I can learn from it? Interested. If he doesn't know what they're looking on their cell phones, so he's an unfair relationship. He doesn't care about them and they should care about him. He has a great... I said you're very evenly matched with the kids. You don't care about them. They don't care about you have to offer. You're a great shidduch. Why do you expect them to be interested in your schayri and not interested in their schayri? It's That's not a relationship. Maisha Rabbeinu, we soaked up what Maisha taught us because Vayar B'Svloisim. He understood us. Nasan Einav Libay Liyay Smeitzer Understand before you want to be understood. You hear the words? Understand before you want to be understood. Try to understand. He should go to this. He made a big mistake. He spent money. His first order of business is what are you guys about? It's not all shtus. Not at all. They're interesting, very interesting things. Fascinating stuff that you can learn from, by the way. To write it off so it's all shtus and bad, so you're teaching the bad guy. Okay, so nobody could teach bad guys. They're, they have interests. What are their interests? It's fascinating to learn. Right, Sun and Shine comes here as a brilliant man. He's not doing it at shtick. Some, it's funny with the sheer. I sometimes get frustrated. He has so many things to say. And I listen to the tape and he's like handling with the guys. He's curious about the chevra. That's why he can impart the chachma he knows. He's honestly curious. When we became friends, he likes people. He like made me teach him about basketball. He asked me so many questions. He wasn't the guy into sports. I was very into basketball. He made me like teach him everything. He's curious about people. He's interested in people. Mainly you want to know what he's about. When you teach Torah, you have, you have chachm and you have things you want to impart. You can't impart until you understand. Nobody's understanding you until you understand them. They're not interested in understanding you. When you understand, if this Rebbe would know what they are looking at, he says, all oh, princes, and it's not all princes. I'm not saying to look at one bad thing. What, what are your interests? Very inter- what are your interests? But to really get to know it. Now, I can't tell somebody be curious. Maybe If you're not curious about people, you, if you're not interested in people, you can't teach people. And they're not robots. They're not. And if he doesn't have the interest, like I said, find a different profession. If you really enjoy people, respect people, so give them, there's a person there. What's the person busy with? And find out. 
get to know, get to understand. Get to understand. You understand? Now the the Bachram would say to this guy, if he cared to understand, they'd say to him, what are you about? What are you interested? So I want to tell you, and I learned this, I have a Rebbe. Wow, it's fascinating. So then you, you see us, you understand us. We want to understand you. Who are you? Who is this guy who understands me, who appreciates me? A kid said to me, a guyness, one of the smartest things I heard from a kid in this yeshiva. I've, I've heard many smart things. one of the smartest. A kid said to me that he's known as anti-authority. He's anti-authority. That's like he has a reputation, he's anti-authority. And he said, that's my reputation. He said, it's not true. So I'm not anti-authority. The world thinks I'm anti-authority. It's not true. Why? He said, by nature, I'm a very energetic guy. ADHD, I'm energetic. So since I'm little, to most authority, I was bad for whatever system they were trying to build. From the preschool and on, I, I, I wrecked a little havoc. Energetic, not, not for any anti-authority reason. Other than Hashem gave me a lot of energy. I'm loud. I, I make noise. I jump around. That's not anti-authority jumping around. What happens is authority camps, yeshivas don't like me because I hurt the decorum they're trying to make, admittedly. And admit, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I have, to, you know, I have to work and self-control, but I'm energetic. But authority doesn't like me. If you hold on bad, could I hold the view? Automatically, you'd be, you'd be suicidal, you'd be stupid. Anybody who thinks I'm bad is not good. If they're good, I can't hold the view who holds I'm garbage. Authority is typically held on garbage, so by force, I don't hold the first. You force me not to hold of you. If I hold you, <laughs> your sheets, the only one I hold is the one who holds I'm good. The first authority who sees me as good, I'll jump off a roof. I don't, I'm not against authority. I'm against everybody. We're all against people who don't hold of us. Not, I don't know one person in the world. That's not called anti-authority. No, I'm anti-people don't hold of me. It is. It's genius and it's true. See, he's not anti-authority, he's anti-people who don't hold him, which everybody in the world is. I don't know a person, you have to be a little weird, I don't know one person in the world who holds, oh, he's so stark, he just holds on a piece of garbage, he's so, he's intelligent, he's, you're not insightful if you hold on a piece of garbage, you're stupid if you hold on garbage. You're only insightful if you hold on good. The first one who understands me, I want to understand him. I, I value him to understand him. This guy should know what they're on the phone doing. Literally, I'm, I'm not joking. He's describing something like he's so frustrated. He doesn't know the teaching process. He didn't study Maish Rabbeinu. He's coming in to these kids and they all should just be so interested in his Chachma. And they should all melt from his world that he has to offer. And he has no interest in who they are. It's like the, the unfairness of the relationship he expects. He's in a dream world. Why would they give a hoot of what he holds, of what he's about? What would entice them? What would interest them in what he holds? Now, maybe he doesn't care. He's not good for him. He doesn't care. People don't interest him. He's not. And then, of course, they, it's, it's kishmak. There are a lot of people who don't care about people, and people don't care about that. There's nothing wrong. There's an expression in the world, I don't care what you know till I know that you care. It's very, you can know a lot of, I, I remember watching once a Rebbe who like, is very like, he knows a lot of facts. He decided he was going to like, his guys needed a break, he was going to like tell them all the facts he knew. And he was like so excited like to share his wisdom. The guys are saying this. He, and he knows like zany things. Not one guy can. He can't like understand. It's so, to him it's like so fascinating. Chevra, I'll now share. Like, I know all the learnings intense. Let me share. 
he should be share. He should he should let them share what they know. They know much cooler things. His zany ideas. Nobody, most normal people don't care much about the 14th president of the United States. He should ask them about NF. There's so much cooler things they know than he knows. <laughs> they know interesting music, well, interesting ideas. Pierce, right? <laughs> is, really, is that the 14th president? <laughs> but um. <laughs> The interest in what they know, the interest in what somebody else is about, what somebody else has been through, what's their experience as a starting point, says whole premise of his conversation. He makes this event, it so sums up exactly how he views Chinuch. He's Mr. Savior with good stuff to offer these guys the stuff, and somehow magically they should be interested in his stuff. From where, from what, from why? What's his hab? I mean, that he'd be interested in. And the disappointment, and if he had all the charisma in the world, there's no shaykhahs. And people just, people, I've him? seen guys like what? this all him? the time yeah. express shock. They're not interested. I have such good schayra. I could tell them so many good chidushim. They also have good schayra. You have no interest in them. The, the unfairness of this relationship is like wild. Now, it's not a manipulative thing. It, 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 and manipulations don't work. If you're talking about interest in the people, they won't be interested in you, and there's other jobs to do. If you're somebody, who should go into chenech if you're interested in people? If you're curious about people, you enjoy people, so then learn from people. You appreciate them, get a perspective. You get a perspective, then they have what, to, then they'll, they'll, they'll soak up what you want to give them. That's the relationship. You're very interested, they're very interested. Before he taught anything, he felt their pain, empathetic. If you have no empathy, you can't be a Rebbe. You can't you have nothing to teach. Nothing. And the, the words would be seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Those are the words. A Gaish, it's not lost to me that a Gaish thinker said these words. Everything good's in the Torah. But the first thing about Rabban Shal Yisrael is If this guy would see who they are and would come out of himself and see who they are, they would soak up his knowledge. They'd be asking him, the whole premise of the question, it's so precise. The way he described it, I couldn't, it was like perfect. It like brought out the whole scene. You can, you can paint the scene more dramatic. It's completely accurate how he views things. It's like sitting there and, just, and they're just not interested. And, like, and then when you ask him, well, what are they interested in? I have no idea. Did something... It's, if this guy would be very interested, he'd be fascinated by all the different pursuits and interests. So much there... There's so much there, so many fascinating interests, and he would care about those interests, and he's figuring out and finding out, and they would find out. I watch, you watch Rai Sunshine in the afternoon, he comes here, he's so curious. He like can't help himself. I almost get upset, I, I want you teaching the guys. That's the best way to teach. He comes here, he like takes the slot, and he's busy, the guys are telling him that. He's so interested, he's really curious. <laughs> He's like, wants to hear more. He wants you to talk more than he wants to talk to you, which is why we want him to talk to us. So Rabbi say that's, that's the Nakudu Rabbi say, that we have to study the parish of Maishu. Vayarbis of Loisam. That's Rabbeinu, the Rabbin Shal Yisrael. Vayarbis of Loisam. Seek to understand. Always try to understand. See where a person's coming from. I, I had in my house last night, four Bachim was stayed by me last night who are going through hard times. 
they had to, we had to bring them from the dorms to my house. It's interesting, when they're here, sometimes I'm nervous what the next thing's going to bring. In my house, I had no fear. Not, the DCF doesn't run my house. We had such a nice conversation. We walked the Gansanach. Such intelligence, such, so each one like a world, beautiful. Such a world, dazzling. Each one interesting, funny, creative, unique, a whole perspective. Unbelievable. You feel like you're sitting in the presence of special, special people. That's not always easy. You're running a place and you have all your worries and fears. You meet a person. It's dazzling. Each one's perspective and world and background and history. Understand before you want anything to be understood. Understand somebody. Understand. Roll up your sleeve and understand. Before any chachma, before this guy imparts one thing, it will affect you. It will change you in a very, very positive way to understand somebody else. And you're itching at the bit. I, want, I just want to teach Hashem's Torah. Okay, so be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Save the people. Rev Palm said a line. This is what he was telling. Rev Palm used to tell his students who went to teach. He said, don't teach Torah, teach Talmidim. You hear the line? That's, Rev Palm was just saying everything I just said. You hear that line? The guy's like itching to teach Torah, but he doesn't, he doesn't have a person in front of him. Itching to teach Torah. <laughs> the person in front of you. You understand the person. You connect to the person. Then he wants. To, but so what, what about you? What do you? What do you have to offer, Rabbi? So I was thinking. I was what? Now there's learning going on. Now there's a. The the nature of Torah, the very way Torah is learned. If you think about it. The way Torah, how Torah learns, there's a, it's a Gemara Kedushan Armaset that I've said over the Rebbe Yisrael many times, but I want the context. Rebbe Yisrael, in the context of what we're talking of, Rebbe Yisrael says, it says a Rebbe and a Talmud are first enemies. They love each other at the end. The enemies means there's different perspectives. So I always say that each person should have an opinion. Rebbe Yisrael saying, Tif, till there's a person here with a perspective, you can't have Torah being taught. He said, Zula Zu, ain't Torah. Till there's a person with a perspective in front of you, there's no, you can't teach Torah. It's not about you and the Chachma that you want to impart to these faceless peoples who won't become people till you teach Torah. It's not how it works. Till there's a perspective and you build a perspective. Sometimes you have to teach somebody they have a perspective. Until you hand them his perspective, you can't give them your perspective. Because the goal is not, my Rebbe says, my Rebbe says, the goal is you have a perspective. And then to merge with the Tyrus Emes of the Rebbe and to come up with Emes, first you have to be enemies in the process. Enemies means different perspectives. Until you validate that they have a perspective. I don't know what they're doing, these clowns on their phones. And I just want to teach them the Emes. My perspective. My, so they have no perspective. So there's no start to the Torah process. Until you can understand them, focus, come out of yourself and see them, see their interests, appreciate their, appreciate their world, appreciate where they're coming from, then you understand that the first ones that want to understand you. It's a, it's, that's a relationship. That's a, now you have a Kesher. I told, I told you guys this story many times, but that's what I was saying when I said that story that Bacher was angry at his father. He wanted to go visit during this man. He wanted to visit his uncle somewhere. And his father said no. And he was livid at his dad. And I was very upset at the Bacher. You're such a spoiled brat. 
Your father said no, man up. Like it bothered me, but when a guy is not a man, it bothers me a lot. I remember once a bacher in the shear said an inappropriate word, and I, I, I yelled at him in front, in the, in the middle of the shear, he said inappropriate, so I gave it to him hard. It was berab, and I felt he needed to be disgraced, berab, and I felt it had to be berab. I would have done privately, but I felt to be They have to see it's inappropriate. And I gave it to him hard. Gave it to him hard, and I would care. I care about his dignity. It had to be made clear that it's not appropriate to say inappropriate things. He did it publicly, and I gave it to him hard. And then he started pouting. He started like, like, oh, did I give it to him for that? Even harder than for saying something bad. Man up. Not for babies over here. You did something wrong, own up and man up. We all respect you. He got it hard for that. I like a guy's a man. A guy's to be a man. So pardon me, the guy's father said, no, you're a two-year-old. Man up. I don't, I don't accept that. When men over here, you treat him, I don't look at it. You're a man. What's with you? It turned out it took a long time. Not everybody can articulate what's bothering them. And he knew something was bothering He couldn't express it well. It took a long time. It didn't bother him. His father said, no. And he, thought he was right. He wasn't, he wasn't a spoiled guy. His father said, no, of course you say no. You, 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 you get a no. You, know, you live with it and you move right there. It's good to get no sometimes. What was bothering him was how little his father understood him. His father had aligned him in Mitten's man, in the middle of his life. He just didn't know him. My father has no clue. He just doesn't know me. That's what bothers He was mad not about to know. He was mad that my dad doesn't bother to know me. He has no shaykhs to who I am, what my struggles are. No shaykhs to me. None. He never bothered to know me. That's worth to get mad at. It's not a My father doesn't have that. First, that's some of my struggles, my battles. He, he said some comment and was just very buried. There's no shy. Wasn't the no that was upsetting. You understand me and you say no. You said no. You don't know me. It was like so upsetting to him. He doesn't know me. I'm a complete stranger to my dad. And the entire relationship is defined by Yeda, to know. Intimate relationship is to know. To understand. I understand you. I get you. I, I, I get you. I BMS get you. You BMS get somebody. You have a lot to teach somebody. You have a lot to teach somebody. You BMS get somebody. You understand as much as you can understand. And you're seeking to understand. You're trying to understand. That's my advice, guy. To that Rebbe, he should go to the party. He should be. I, mean, I picture the sitting a big suda. They're all on the phones. Sechavu is so cool. You're all into this. And he should find that from each guy. Give a chance. What's your favorite site? What are you busy with? He'd find that cool stuff. I guarantee it wouldn't be all anything that's that's us, sir. Don't I don't want to hear that. I'm sure there's some nasurim going on there. There's surim one, but maybe there's some social media connection. You like friendship? That's so cool. That's very cool. So do I like friendship. That's cool. It's very neat. The whole the whole phone thing is gishmak. The whole phone thing is gishmak. So it people are craving connection and friends. A guy signs on. How good a feeling you? How many followers and likes you have? This cool stuff is very important stuff. People get. So, we, let's be honest. We know it. We can be how much we get from it. You know all these things. How valuable it is to many. Like these type of statuses online. It's fast. There's a lot to learn from it. Fascinating. What we like. What do you say? Social business is off the charts.
What do you like? Tell me, uh, let them know about yourself. Very nice. No, it's not a trick. If you don't care, you're not the one. But the kids see right through it. If this guy would come like he's manipulative and say, okay, what's on you? Say he's not interested. Then it would come clear. You read that trick in a book. I'm to- and the one who's interested should go into Chinuch. If you're not interested, book out. If this guy's doing a trick, if he heard some trick, I think he, Yaakov, he may be interested. He doesn't know what Chinuch is. He might be if he would like if he would settle down, calm down. He's coming in like I just want to give over all the goodness I have. I hear where he's coming. He has a lot of goodness. He has so much good things, but he forgot that people. He forgot what he's doing. If he would settle down, he's, he would be very curious. He went into Chinuk, presumably he's a guy who likes being around people. Why does he want to teach him? Because they're such amazing people. Why do you want to give over your Torah to anybody? Because you see somebody, a beautiful Yid, you're excited. So find out about the Yid. Step back. Do you know what I mean, Yaakov? I don't, a trick, if he did it as a trick, he read in some book, he's not interested, it won't work. And that's the first thing you want to teach people. I, presumably you have to find them interesting and valuable and worthwhile spending time with them. So... Rebbe, but don't we have to apply it to our lives like on a daily basis, like regardless? It could be a trick in a book, but it helps us develop relationships. Like 100%, 100%. Always, but, in all relationships. Why the trick in the book. Like, it's not true, you, true, but you have to develop true, into, like a little bit of it. True. It's a true thing always. Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. It's true with everyone. Go into any conversation, that's true. In a conversation, everybody wants their opinion, their agenda. First, understand this well. Where is he coming from? What's he saying? Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. It's true. But I'm talking about specifically for teaching Torah. Mask him, guy? It's a great line. That's what he said? It's a great line. What did he say? You already said it? It's a brilliant line. He said from Rabbi Geisler, who's the Rebbe, he said, to be a Rebbe, you don't have to have the answers, you have to understand the question. <laughs> it's a brilliant line. <laughs> to be a Rebbe, you don't have to have the answers, you have to understand the question. It's a brilliant line. That's, that's intelligent. Kosh, <laughs> I'm moved by that line. Well put, Ellie, no? I want to, there's another topic on my mind that I want to talk about this morning, that I plan on talking about now. There's two parts, Ellie, to this following topic. There are two parts. Shu, I want to talk about another topic that I want to share with you. If you notice, we just went through Parsha Shmais. If you've been in, if you've been elsewhere, you'll notice this more. If you're, if this is your first experience in Yeshiva, you'll notice this less. In, in the world, by, by hands, I'm just curious. I'm curious, 12th graders, just 12th graders by hands. Mm-hmm. Who here, here, 12th graders, 
There's no busha, yes or no. By hands, which I'm very curious about this, hands up if you heard of the word shavivim. Twelfth graders, who heard of the word shavivim? It's nice how nobody's raising their hands are in twelfth grade. Interesting, interesting. That's very interesting. That's fascinating. Is that interesting? Then nobody? That's very interesting. Ellie Cohen, oh, he's alive. That's very interesting. Are guys being honest? Josh, you ever heard the word Shaivim? Shmuel, you ever heard of the word Shaivim? Interesting. The word Shaivim, just tell you what it is. It's in a speech why we're not t- t- talking about Shaivim. I'm teaching about Shaivim. It's a funny world. It's okay. The word Shaivim means Shemais Ve'era Boy B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpatim. Shaivim. On a leap year, it's called Shaivim Tat. We just answered, you added Shuma and Tetzava. So Shaivim are the parshas of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Shemais Ve'era Boy B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpatim. These are the parshas of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. In the world, Shmuel, the weeks of Shaivim are designated to work on matters of Kedush and Tara. Avala. Shaivim in the world is meant to work, the world is a tremendous chizuk to work on matters of personal purity. On matters of Kedusha, Shmiris Seinayim, Shmiris Habris, these topics are meant for Shaivim. So I want to say, I want to say two things. It's noticeable and sophisticated guys listen in the yeshiva. Baruch Hashem, we try to be careful what we yes teach, what we don't keep, teach. And it's noticeable in yeshiva. There's been booklets around the base which I let. If, they, if we didn't let, they'd be removed from the base mesh. I didn't study it well. I'd let it stay in the base mesh. I didn't, but I didn't put it in the base mesh. I didn't put it here, but I let it stay. I didn't kick it out. There's three madrigas. There's what you bring to the base madrish, what you allow to stay in the base madrish, and what you throw out of the base madrish. This is together. We did not bring it. I wouldn't bring it, but I allow. I'm not throwing it out. That's together. It's not throwing it out. And and the word is shayvim tad in the world is very popular to work on topics of shmirasa enayim and to, to watch. Why is it not spoken more in word of very yeshiva? Why is it not spoken about more in word of Yeshiva? So privately, why is it not spoken about? So I want to I say a few things, Yaakov. First of all, I want to say that as much, and I want you to hear this, it's important to me that you hear this, as much as we're very creative in many ways in Waterbury, nobody's denying we're, we have some creativity here. Messiah is very important to me. My Rebbeim didn't talk about it. And I'm and as creative as we are, we're creative, carefully creative. Messiah. It's a problem always. Messiah is important, very important. And don't, don't you should know. I had times in yeshiva I could have made. I'll give you a mushal, right? Oberlander asked me on himself and for my kids. Maybe make the the cutting the hair. Maybe make the ceremony in yeshiva. It's always nice a nice party. So maybe at the hair cutting ceremony, both our kids, I didn't want him to do it in yeshiva, I didn't do it in yeshiva. Our rebbeim didn't have the hair cutting ceremony. And Messiah does matter to me. Matters to me what our rebbeim taught us. Of course, everybody has to apply it to your times. 
and every Rebbe has to make adjustments, and every yeshiva has to be, it has to, each person is different, each scenario, each generation is different, but it matters what our Rebbeim taught us. It matters a lot, it matters to me. And I want to say that my Rebbeim didn't, didn't, didn't talk about it. And I'm following my Rebbeim. It's very in today, Kabbalah, and being, it's, it, there's something called Shoifim, and maybe in age, my Rebbeim, I don't say didn't hold of it, and didn't hold that when we were older, there was a time, there was a place, but it matters to me, my Rebbeim didn't talk about it. Just, I'm not into the flavor of the month, and well, everybody, my Rebbeim didn't talk about it, and it matters to me a lot. Does that mean sometimes my assessment is, and Baruch says, maybe the times have changed? And things have gotten, and maybe today I'm willing to talk, and it's something to, to think about and to discuss with Rebbeim. But the first thing I want to say is Messiah matters. In, ironically, here you would think, and there are things that are not the way they appear. There are a lot of things like this where people would call this yeshiva is very into Messiah. This yeshiva Messiah. I think in many ways Waterbury cares. I could tell you things, other things about the yeshiva. Messiah matters a lot in this place as creative and unique. And we do do things with, in a chedeshtik way. Messiah matters here a lot. A lot. And you'd be surprised how many areas that it matters. There's a Messiah. There's a way that yeshivas operate. There's a way, and we keep, and, and Messiah, it matters to me a lot. We care a lot about it. So you'd be surprised, I'm telling you now, why Shaivim isn't taught? Because not the Messiah. It's not the Messiah. I have most of our, most of the Rebbeim, the Yeshiva, their Rebbeim did not talk about it. Most of the Rebbeim. People say today, all of a sudden, I don't, the things my Rebbeim didn't give over, so then I'm, I'm more reluctant. Does it mean we never change? No. It means our Rebbeim themselves want us to think. But I want you to know, it's important for me to share this with you. Because you might not know, because we don't speak about it day and night. We don't talk about everything day and night. Each thing in its place. But I want you to know the Shmuel. So if you didn't know before, now you know Messiah does matter here. Yes? We didn't talk about a lot of things you talk about. You don't know that. I wasn't there. I'm saying open fire, babe. No, because it wasn't relevant. It's okay. So Shmuel saying you have to done, things change. I admit that. I admit that. I'm going to get to me point B. But I agree. Shmuel saying you have to done. But I want you to know that it factors in. Start with Shmuel that it matters. It's a clear. You had a Messiah. Now, Shmuel, you're right. You're obeying themselves. Want you to think, but maybe a change. They, they themselves trained us to think that way, Shmuel. But I want you to know how much that matters. I want to share with you that it matters. Messiah, you have Rebbeim who are wise, who taught us what we know. So it's important to notice what they taught and what they didn't teach. So I want you to know that it's important. Now, Shmuel's saying, but okay, step B. Okay, I get you. But maybe a change today. So I want to, I want I'm sorry, it says, good reason, mask him. Yaakov, I'm him. There's more access today. Yaakov and Shmuel are saying, so I'm, I'm going to get to point B. I want you to know a starting point is to look, the Maribayim do it. Then the step B, but maybe it's different today. Maybe today they would. I admit, I'm not, I'm not ducking it. I'm going to talk point B. But I wanted to know a starting point that it's important to analyze what your Rebbeim did. Messiah matters. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I, I want to tell you about Messiah Shmuel. I want you to hear this. I'm going to go to an aside for a minute, but I promise I'm not leaving. They're asking. Some, your Rebbeim today would definitely agree to it. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. I promise you. It's point B, and it has to be analyzed and not ducked. 
But I want to start that it matters, look what your Rebbeim did. Now you're right, you'd be silly not to ask. Like you're both intelligently saying that it may be a change. And very clear, there are blatant reasons to say the world has changed a lot and perhaps it needs changes and to work on these, be more open about these matters. You're saying excellent things. But I want you to know, I'm being honest with the starting point. I want to tell you something, Yaakov. A Rebbe asked me, it's funny today is like Rebbe asked day. A Rebbe asked, everybody likes saying Rebbe asked me, I'm no professional, I'm not asked by Rebbe. Things. You always like sounding. It's very cool to see. <laughs> people love, one of the mindless, people love having G'daylum, people, <laughs> people love G'daylum pictures on the wall. G'daylum pictures on the wall are great. You have G'daylum pictures, it's nice. One of the dangers of G'daylum pictures, you should have, you better have on your walls heroes, G'daylum. One of the dangers of G'daylum pictures is you put yourself with every G'daylum. And it's a way if anybody who comes to your house is a picture of you with Reb Shmuel, you with Reb Steinman, you with Reb, Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky, Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, Reb Don Segel. One of the milas of Gadolim pictures is when people walk their house, they see you with every Gadol, and it's like a way of, you know, I don't really want to say who I am. Maybe, you know, you just look at my wall, you see just who I, who I hobnob with. Like, I don't you want know, to I'm not saying just... <clears throat> you like walk them over to the pictures, like <laughs> all them together. <laughs> like it's, it's like a suggestion, Azab. Just no, not, if you want to get to know me, you'll just see who my chevre base, my base chevre that I tend to hang out with all the times. <laughs> <laughs> you see the guy, he's like with Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim is looking away. Like, <laughs> he's like pushing his head close to Reb Chaim. But, okay. So, you know, so, I, I tell you here, now, I'm not the big question, Rebbeim, that twice in my life that I went out and somebody asked the question because that's what they had it, they were obligated to do. But a guy asked, in a serious way, a guy asked me that how do I make Abayi and Rav imagine? He said that I quote Abayi and Rava, and the guy says Abayi and Rava, he's like, ah, that's so ridiculous what Abayi is saying. We all heard that, especially if you teach in more modern schools, they don't know Abayi and Rava, and you say, Abayi says, Rekivegis. The guy's like, doesn't give like, that, that's ridiculous. You know, the kid who's, Rebzeris, that's ridiculous what he's saying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> How does it become magical to you? So he asked me, how do I make it magical? So I asked this Rebbe, why is it magical to you? Why is it by You know why it's magical to me? My Rebbe is magical to me. My parents been to me. He's very important to me. Very. I believe in him. There's a Yid who's, who's, who worked on himself for many, 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 many years. He's magical to me. When my Rebbe spoke about his rebellion, Rebbe Aaron Cutler, the way he spoke about Rebbe Aaron's magic to him. To Rebbe Aaron, the altar was magic. To the altar, Rabbi Yisrael was magic. To Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Zundel was magic. To Rabbi Zundel, the the Vilna Goyim was magic. My magic of Abayi Verovas, Abayi Verovas, my Rebbe's Rebbe's Rebbe's, Rabbi Chaim Brim was like otherworldly to me. I never met another human being like this human being. He would talk about the Chazanesh. I remember he read a Chayvah Salvavas to us. And he, the Chayvah Salvavas said that all the good deeds people do in their life don't add up to like one kindness of Hashem. It doesn't like pay up. All the good deeds, we like, we say Hashem, we earn it, all the good And Rabbi Chaim Brim paused and he said, even the Chazanesh's good deeds. It like shook him up. The Chazanish still doesn't add up to the kindness of Hashem. The Chazanish is good. He couldn't believe the way we were in awe and in shock about him. 
he was he it was too good to be real. That's how he spoke about the Chazanish. Go back to the Rajba, like like hold on, like what does that mean? These Rebchaim Brim, I have you know Reb Shach said that he couldn't understand the Yisrael Salant. Reb Shach, me and you couldn't understand Reb Shach. It's like too much. It's like he's not a little better. He's a nice guy. <laughs> you know what it means? You know, there's an amshin of a rebel alive. You're walking the same earth as a guy who goes to the mikvah for every thought he doesn't control. You hear that? There's a guy alive today. If he has a thought that wasn't like controlled, he goes to the mikvah. There's a guy on, on the earth who's walking around like like me and you today. They're big people, and you know a big person, and he's like magical to you. And he has a red. I told this guy, Abayi the Rub is never going to be magical to them unless you are. And then you talk about your Rebbe, and your Rebbe's Rebbe, your Rebbe. Then Abayi the Rub is like, I don't know Abayi the Rub, but I know the Chaim Brim spoke about the Chazanish, and the Chazanish spoke about, and the Rashba, and the Rashba back to early Rishayim, and back to Amiram. <laughs> It's like it's too much. I don't know what to do. It's like you can't breathe. Somebody learned by Rav Henoch Leibowitz. Who's Rav Henoch? Rav Henoch spoke about his father, Rav David. Rav David spoke about the altar. The altar. You can't breathe. You think about the earlier ones. You can't breathe. It's like so wild. You only can be awed by a Bible of in the real. You can pretend. It only can be. My father talks. My father to me is magic. My father has learned his brains out for many, 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 many years. My father breathes Tyra. My father talks about Ravadi Yosef. You can melt. I don't know what to do. Like you think, my father talks about Amisha Feinstein. My father forgot his name when he spoke. My father's a very confident guy. He wanted to talk to Amisha learning. That was his dream. My father loves Amisha. Decides to talk to him learning. He went to Amisha. My father's confident. He went to talk to Amisha. Amisha's V Hasty. What's your name? My father said, he didn't know his name. He didn't talk to him learning. He, if he couldn't remember his name, he wasn't going to talk to him and learning. He didn't have any conversation and learning. That was a done Dunsky. When Amisha was lifter, my father cried. I thought both his parents died. He cried for hours, bawling, bawling. My father was bawling when Amisha was nifter. He couldn't function. It started when he woke me up in the morning. I thought both his parents, both not alive. I wouldn't use such an expression. Otherwise, he, I thought both his parents died in a car accident. When he told me he woke me up that morning. After davening, my parents sat the whole yeshiva on the floor. My father brought me to yeshiva like in elementary school. After davening, he sat the whole yeshiva on the floor. My father was in the left corner, bawling like a baby. It was already two hours after he woke me up. He was still crying straight. He couldn't stop crying. Bawling. I'm not talking about his emotional. He was bawling, pouring tears. Amisha was nifty. Gava Asagi, a gadol, and then a gadol's gadol. My father is magic. He talks about Ramaisha, Ravadi Yosef. Ravadi Yosef talked about Kadmainim to earlier ones, and then Abai Varav is very magical. Then all of a sudden, it's no. Now, I, want, I was getting at something. And I, I don't have to, <laughs> no, have to trace back because I was so the fifteenth president. James, James what? Oh, Shavim, we're getting to Shavim. So I, I wanted to say, I wanted to say, Yaakov, that Messiah matters, and we have a past, and we have Rebbeim that are big. 
and and to, to respect Messiah and to be careful. So I wanted to say it in Waterbury, Connecticut. And I want you to know how important it is. And adjustments we make for today are because we believe our Abayim want us to make these adjustments. And you're supposed to. But Messiah is a big starting point. It's, not, it's, the, it's the starting point. I want you to know that. In any conversation. And I want you to know, and we do. But I want you to know, start, step one is our Abayim didn't talk about Shagim. I do want you to know that. I want you to know that. And that's worth, okay, I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's a very good. Why didn't they? I like that. But I just wanted you to know step one that it's an important starting point, Dovey. That's what I want you to know. You ask why didn't they? That question is so important to ask yourself that. But it's not about making up your own. You have to be careful not to go at it yourself. You're making up your own stuff. It's very gishmak. I see Rebbeim speak about Nazarif, and I say to God, You Rebbe never spoke about it. It, don't just be gishmak and all of a sudden you got so kabbalistic your Rebbe didn't talk about it I see a guy darshing other things your Rebbe didn't talk about that see might have said my Rebbe would say now okay I hear maybe yeah be careful don't reinvent the wheel there's a messiah there's a way for reasons there's a way there's a system for reasons and to stick to the messiah you'd think if you think about our yeshiva we learn we learn Kedush we learn the yeshiva shemesachdas Maybe just we should have our own program, our own ideas, and maybe we should have the whole yeshiva is chumash for a Yeshiva is run a certain way, and we're loyal to the Messiah because we believe in the Messiah very, very much. And I want you to know that. And there's reasons for the Messiah, and it's accurate. And when people quickly say it's different today, be careful. Be careful. Be careful when you say it's different today. It's always easy to say it's different today. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not, and maybe in this year it's not. I want you to know that it matters. That's the step one. The step B on this topic is what I want to talk about. And Yankov and Shmuel, yes, should there be an adjustment? And anybody thinking knows, and it's a serious topic, that the exposure today is is, is frightening. And the topic of Shmir Seinayim and all this is important. What I, what I want to say, Rabbi say, is that the Iker battle, the Iker battle, the world is talking about Shmira off the charts today, understandably. And Shavim is a time of Shmira, Shmira saying, Nayim, it's a world inundated with princes in ways that are, it's, it's off the charts, it's frightening. I once told the guys, you have to understand. Please understand. I'm, I'm your age. Please understand. When you go to a super, when you go to a store, the things that are around is not. It's not just. It's not like preachless. It's inappropriate. It's not from. It's not normal. Not. It's not from. They're crazy. They're crazy. When you go to normal stores, there are pictures for a guyish a six-year-old should see these pictures, and a ten-year-old, and a fifteen-year-old. They're shocked. The media is shocked, Rabbi say. Today it's exploding. You know, the workplace, what's going on. And people are falling like flies for inappropriate lines, inappropriate conduct, falling like flies. And they're shocked. I remember I have a friend who his parents sent him to a mixed camp. I remember they were livid when he like was inappropriate with a girl. Then you shite him, shite you fools. You send him to a mixed camp, you're shocked when he did something wrong. You shite him. You're not, you're not, not from, you're not normal. You're, you're stupid. You're stupid people. You're stupid people. You put in every, everything you allow him to, then you're shocked, like, shocked. I can't believe it, you acted dumb. 
Our society, what it allows is, is craziness. It's, mad, it's insanity. The radio. Who listens to... I, I'm driving in the car. We'll turn on a ball game. I turn off the commercials on the radio. Who listens to a Yankee game? 10, 12-year-olds. It's not... They're sick. How do you advertise things that are disgusting? How? What's, what, are, what is wrong with you? That's not, not from... That's, not, that's insane. This, a, a 12-year-old should hear this, right? And, and a 30-year-old should hear this publicly. We're talking about Yaakov was sensitive, that you speak clearly, you don't speak things openly. You're careful not to, not to hurt. What, what's private remains private. What's sensitive remains sensitive. Where's normalcy and sensitivity? Something that's private remaining in the domain of private. It's insane. What's going on is insane. This is the Xeris Hashem and this is the Nisayin of our day, for sure. For certain, this is, this is what's going on. And this is the exposure all around us. And that's extreme. Because of all this exposure, everybody says, what do we do now? What do we do now? So the popular is to talk a lot about Shmira Seinayim, not looking and don't look, don't look, don't look. Shmira, Shmira is the word of the day. Shmira is the word of the day. The problem is that if I tell everybody here, everybody, I beg you, nobody here think about elephants, certainly not pink ones. Nobody! Don't you dare think about an elephant! Don't you dare! Not a guy here, don't put an elephant, I don't want it! No elephants on your mind, you hear me, Ellie? Masquits, you hear me? No elephants, I don't want you to even think about an elephant. And pink ones, I'll throw you right out of here. Don't you dare, Yaakov. <laughs> Did anybody here just not have an elephant on their mind? That's not the way they go about it. That's not the way they go about it. It's really so I want to say like this, that work like that. I want to say like this. Listen to what I want to say. I didn't get, I'm going to make the point. <laughs> Rabbi Say Shmira is wonderful. You have to have something and value something and enjoy something to then be able to guard it. The best Shmira not to look there is to say what yes to look at. What yes to be embraced and be busy. The greatest Shmira in the world. To say not to look, not to think about. Your best Shmira is what yes to embrace. Is what yes to focus on, to enjoy, to get busy with. Yes. In Eretz Yisrael, I was involved in starting a yeshiva. So a big tzaddik there asked. He said, could I speak about Shmira Seinayim here? So I said, my basketball tournaments will do more than your shmuzim on it. We run good tournaments. I do it for Shmira Seinayim. For Bacher is engaged and embraced in a life that he can enjoy with proper outlets, with proper enjoyment, with learning, with musr, with growth. The embracing of a yes is the first step to being shamed what I don't see, what I don't think about. I feel like the first step, the aschala of youngsters, and this is why Shavim is not focused on in yeshiva, the, the, the not looking and the guarding, is a yeshiva first that the onset of a bacha's success has to give him in massive amounts what yes to enjoy, to appreciate, to be part of, to connect to. My ikker focus has to be what yes to be part of. And when I have what to focus and grab and be busy and enjoy and indulge in, I could then say, and don't look over here. In busy what you have, get busy what you have. I once had a guy write me a tearjerker of a letter. And he wrote me that for years I've been trying not to look. It was a very sad letter. 
Told me it was like heartbreaking. The letter he wrote about how he walks the street trying. I felt he was fi- he did shave him before he did what yes to embrace. He's walking the streets trying not to look is the surest way to look. The Velt says a line. It's a joke. They say it's from the Satma Rebetzin. If you have something sharp, you either quote the Rebbe or you quote the Rebetzin. So the Velt says that a Chassid came to the Satma Rebetzin. It's not a true story, but it's a good story. Came to the Satma Rebetzin and the, the Chassid was looking at the wall and he's talking to the Rebetzin. So the Rebetzin said, Besser do cook soifmir and trachtbeg in the vent. She said, better you look at me and think about the wall. <laughs> better you look at me and think about the wall. Now look at the wall and think about me. The chassid looked at the wall talking to the Rebbe, and, and the Rebbe said, and she said, better to cook soifmir and trachtweg in the vent. Better you look at me and think about the wall. <laughs> this guy... It's not a true story? It's a good story. <laughs> Josh, you like that one, huh? <laughs> the ki- <laughs> what is the best of you... Besser to cook taifmir and chachveg in the bar. You like that guy, it's a good line, huh? <laughs> Good line, also. Rabbi said, this guy was walking the street. He was trying not to look. He should embrace a life. He should embrace. He should be walking the street, thinking about the kindness he wants to do that day. He has to yes, embrace a life. Embrace something. My marshal, I, I apologize to use drugs. There are people who spent... A Bacher told me... He's, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. A Bacher told me on his friend, he's too clean. He said, I never met a guy. He said, Rebbe, you're not clean like he's clean. So the guy told me it was brilliant. He said on his friend... I'm going to explain it. He said his friend is too clean. He said, Rebbe, you're not clean. Like They call a guy doesn't do drugs clean. He said he's too clean. He's clean. You're not He said, my rebellion aren't clean. What do you mean? The guy's busy being clean. He's busy not looking. He has no life to live. He's, I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. You know that guy. You know that guy is going to look. Something's as good as it doesn't come out on the tape. You know that guy. You know that guy. You know that guy is going to look. He said he's busy being clean. The goal is not to be clean. The goal is to embrace life. When you have a guy doing drugs, I'm probably just use that muscle, but it's a good muscle. The goal is not to stop drugs. The goal is to resolve. That's why we had this year the theme, expression, not suppression. The goal is not be clean. There's no myelin being clean. I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Nice, you're clean. There's no myelin clean. There's a myelin being clean and embracing life. While you're doing drugs, you're avoiding all your challenges and issues and worries. The goal, I'm, I'm clean, I'm clean. The goal is not to be clean. The goal is to embrace and engage and grab on to life. You see some people go clean. It's a turn off for others. A guy's a friend who went to rehab. He said, that I'm not doing. I agree with him. That guy's like full-time clean. There's no job to be clean. He said he's clean in ways you're not clean. Now, I'm not mocking how busy he has to be, but you can see the one who embraced life. They call it, by the way, in the world of addiction, they call him a dry addict. Or they call it white-knuckling it. 
What? So we call white knuckling it or dry at it. The two expressions the world of addictions use. White knuckling is he's just trying not to do it. You ever heard next of white knuckling it? Yeah. It's white knuckling it. He's trying not. He's that that guy who was not looking was white knuckling it. You have to have something yes to embrace. A Gans eleven to embrace. I mean, I say Taiv, a world of kindness, a world of Torah, a world of Tefillah. I want guys to pray to Hashem. I see the Bachar come putting on Tefillah, talking to Hashem. It's gorgeous. Guy came of his own volition, puts on his Tefillah, he's talking to Hashem. He's in dialogue with the Bayerim. Beautiful. He's embracing something. To such a person who embraces big time. Don't look, what are you looking over there? We have a Gansa world over here. The guy is to go clean is a two-step that has to be. And the guy who just is clean and is full-time clean with nothing to admire of what he's replaced it with, that's not what I would shoot for either. When the guy said he's too clean, he's just clean. He's a mechefs of clean. All day, I'm clean, I'm clean. He doesn't stop talking about it. Now, I, I understand his struggle and I feel badly. But the guy has to also embrace again celebrity of say Taiv. So it's just clean. It's just clean. It's just clean. I, I don't, that's the clean I don't want. <laughs> so it, it, you should know to the friends, they say, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's a turn off. <laughs> Come join me in this wonderful just clean. <laughs> I don't look. I don't look. I don't look. I don't look. It's not 11. I don't look. This guy wrote me this letter. He doesn't look. Very much look. Look at all the yidnu need chizuk and encouragement. And, I'm sorry? Plus, which way do I look at? Rashi? Lo'avdo l'shamra. To do or the guard? Lo'avdo l'shamra. He said that. Gai shtelt su the pasaka. Yikach Hashem alikim asa adam. Vaynechei beganein lo'avdo l'shamra. There's lo'avdo. To work it. To advance or l'shamra and to guard also. There's lo'avdo. Lo'avdo before l'shamra. The, the, they know about this. The white knuckling. Well, we, Baruch wants Baruch contribute. Jump in, Baruch. No, but saying it like that is like Shh. saying like it's it's completely the opposite of what we do. It's like there's one education system. No, we show that there's another education system. Saying that oh don't look, don't look, don't look, you're just going about it the wrong way. But there is the right way to go about it. Correct. It should be done. For sure, it should be done. For sure, this shayvim is real. Nobody was a hundred percent. Baruch's right. Nobody has to show them there's something called shayvim. Very important. It's a question of perspective and how to teach, what you teach, when you teach. For sure, Baruch's right. I'm talking about why the word shmira is not a starting point here. For sure, there's such a thing and an age and a stage and even while for sure. But we're giving a life to embrace. We're giving a life to... With that, that saying, don't look, there's a life to embrace here that we have to, that we feel is the overriding, the overriding work and effort as to be in a life to embrace. Shaivim knows this too, and Ms. Thomas Shaivim's speeches can be on this too. I'm speaking about why the word Shmir is not more the, the, the focus here because a life to embrace we believe is the best Shmir a very proactive and proactive life to embrace is when somebody is embraced of a life say don't look over there come 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 when you're embraced about a life that's what I wanted to explain Shmuel you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, this is a strip of white knuckle. 
That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not knocking. That's why I didn't throw it out of the base medrash. But I didn't bring it in because we're not looking to white knuckle. We're looking to No, I do think they make the good points, but it should be. I'm not coming. I don't know the books. I'm not coming. It wasn't harder. It was like an hour. You read it? Read it. It's really good. Sure, zicher, 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 zicher. You gotta read it start to finish. I hear it's a good. It's a, no, no. It's a good child. That's a good child. Everything, everything has to be. That's a whole. Yanka brought up this topic, what you discussed. Baramein Darshan Barayas. Lashin Kaidish, Yaakov's called Lashin Kaidish. It's called Lashin Kaidish because private matters stay private. It's private matters stay private. Even yeah, many words like that. Private matters stay private, and even words for private things only are Miramis, don't say it. So that's what's called Lashin Kaidish. One of the reasons it's called the holy language. There's room to say, Yaakov, professionals talk very open about things, and they have to, because you have to face the challenge. And there's room to say, in our dar, if you don't talk open, uh-huh. we're struggling, it has to be said open. Everything, there's room to say this. The bad is so open that you have to say the good open. Well said, well said, well said. My sunshine is perfect, amazing. The main thing on this topic that I want to say on Shavin, the main thing in embracing a good life, and if I say one thing openly on this topic, Yaakov, one thing I want to say, and I like, I, I like the guys to know it. Taiva is not the dark side of ourselves. The, the desire for a girl is not a dark side in ourselves. It's a very, very important gift from Hashem. All of us will be married, and it's a very important part of our life, Taiva. An excellent part of our life. A youngster has Taiva, thinks it's like the dark side of himself. He's taught Taiva! <laughs> It's not the dark side. It's a very important side. In matter of fact, what makes it so bad to see inappropriate things? What makes it so bad? What's so bad? Person has time. What do you mean? I enjoy. What makes it so bad is precisely because time is so good. To take something that's holy and important, massively important in your life, and to profane it, and to misuse it and abuse it, that's what makes it so bad, Yaakov. If you don't teach that it's be'etzem good, then you don't understand what's so bad. What's wrong? I want pleasure. What's wrong? What's wrong is that it was given for a very specific purpose, and you're abusing something that was given for a very holy cause, and you're misusing and abusing something very holy. And chasher, something holy should stay holy. Would you like the scene if somebody took chumash paper and used it to clean themselves, to clean the floor? It's meant to study from. It has purpose, designated for holiness. It has a purpose. Things should, something meant for holiness should be used for holiness. It's very disgusting, something that's meant for holy to study, and it's profane to use for, it's not a piece of garbage, it's meant to study Torah. It has a designation. Taiva has a very holy place, unbelievably holy place. It is unbelievably sad to take something that's precious and abuse it. Shem handed us a tremendous gift. A, a misuse of a gift, a misappropriation of a gift is very not besedir. So I think that's an important thing on this topic of shayvim. But the ikker thing I say on the topic of shayvim, all the shmiris in the world, is to embrace a life. 
Don't white knuckle it. Embrace the life of tefillah, of Torah, of kindness. Embrace the life. There's a very good life to embrace. We want to together work on embracing a certain life. Before we could say what not to look, we want to say what yes to look at. So I want you on your mind, on your mind, you have to be busy with. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> The polite cheer. You mask him, Yehuda? You mask him? I want to say, we have a Hashem guest. We have a, I should call a guest. We have a Hashem Yid here who put a lot, who gave a lot to the yeshiva and Stam understood the yeshiva. You talk about seek to understand before you seek to be understood. So there's a Yid who understands the yeshiva a lot, who epitomizes this. Rabbi Yaroslavich Lita. So Lukavir Rabbi Yaroslavich being here. I want Yehuda. I want Van, but move closer. We need you closer. It always sounds nice when we sing. Shloim, I need you boxing right next to Yehuda. Shloim, right here. Yosef Carmeli, let's go. Move closer. Shloim, right here. Shloim, right here. Right here, right here. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Shloim, Zalman, sing loud for him. I want to do Vihinei. This is for Rabbi Yaroslavich, but a Varma version. Yosef, come close. What is it? Oh, so Shlomo, come here, Shlomo, come here, Shlomo. Okay, Yehud, if you start the key. Shlomo Zalman, this is Shlomo Zalman. You've nailed it every time. So Yagnil, come join us. It's the cover of Yaroslavich. Come. You ready, Yaros? Shlomo Zalman, lead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah.
I'm not putting an ad in the paper about it. Amongst that, your Shabbos table, you're excited about yourself. It's not called calling it out. It's in the family. If we put an ad, if we'd make some public, you know, if we'd make a dinner, as I would be like, it would ruin the tzniyos. My Hashar is, it doesn't ruin. I always feel Friday night, a guy's staying and I give him like a baseball cap. Like, like a, am I adding? But amongst the chevr, we're allowed to get excited. We're allowed to, we're allowed to highlight. I want to. I've noticed a lot. He's tremendously passionate, Yankov. And I get back. I want you to know. It's funny. A guy operates. Always you find people do things with sneers, but it comes out. It explodes out. In the dorm room, there's, there's very precious conversation. The yeshiva is built on conversations. You walk into the dining room. You, I showed, I, a parent punk was here, like one rabbi with this guy, a rabbi with this guy, a dorm counter. This, the yeshiva is built on conversations, good ones, impressive ones. And the conversations, this, he's very passionate. If you know Yankov, he's fire. He's a passionate person. And the conversations with so many younger guys, sincere, honest, authentic conversations and eights and encouragement and building up and understanding. And it gets back. If the, just what gets back to me, I can start, those precious conversations when nobody's around, alone in the dorm, 
a, a guy who's, who's been through the wars, who's succeeded, those pressures, you build the yeshiva with such conversations. I want to thank Yanka publicly for those conversations. Thank you, Yanka. It's powerful. You, you know, it, it's striking a lot. The last night of the year is a night of a lot of honesty. And when guys are just being open, there's no, there's no shtick that night. Guys are emotional. They're leaving yeshiva. The guy, no, he, he's walking out the door. There's a lot of emotions are pouring forth. A lot comes out about conversations. A lot. I was talking and I talk in my room with some older guy. The conversations are huge. Those conversations, ultimately what, 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 what causes success, those, like, those are precious, those conversations of Haverim, talk, talking in an earnest way, encouraging growth, understanding each other, but pushing, but demanding, those healthy conversations. I've told this to guys, and guys who abuse drugs, notice amongst guys who smoke up rarely have these I've seen it rarely have these meaningful conversations rarely a lot of fake stuff but rarely emotional hurtings I'm, I feel anxious rarely the real deal is discussed because that's in lieu of the real deal but the real deal conversation of two friends mamish expressing real it would take the need of drugs it would replace the need it's expression the real deal conversations those are precious. Those are precious. Those are we built the yeshiva for those real conversations. That allows steiging and tyrant feel allows all the growth, those real conversations. And Yankov engages with younger many younger guys and they're still away in a quiet way. Good conversation. Guys have said that. Conversation they've had. It's appreciated, Yankov. Thank you, Yankov. He's you're surprised that it gets back. <laughs> We're always behind it. Till it gets back, we're always behind it. As Menachem Spiegel was like doing it six months before I knew about it. Because it's quiet, it's still, it's a private conversation. But The passion is good. passion is good. Masking you to these conversations? Big time. How many guys has Yankee Phillips' lives changed with good oh, conversations? Oh, come on. I feel, guy, too often, you talk about Chinuch, too often parents say, I tell him we had a conversation. It didn't work. The next morning, it's not how it works. If you look like that, if you expect we had a conversation the next morning, I don't get it right. You could talk to a guy about drugs, and after the conversation, he went right to smoke. I'm not saying you should do this. He smokes up, he's, you stress him, he smokes up, and the conversation still worked. If you're expecting quick fixes, and that's not how anything works. I'm not saying the guy should do something bad after. Parents have to understand that a good conversation is very valuable. It doesn't mean instant, like all of a sudden. Helping people don't work like that. But each conversation, each conversation, if it matters, and ideas are piling up, and people turn those, those ideas become tomorrow's actions, not today's. Parents say, it didn't work. I, it, it looks like your mom is not listening. We just spoke. We just spoke. It's not a cash. You're right. You just spoke. You're right. You're right. Conversations have to be had. You can't know. It's like two. It's two teeth, but the conversations have to be had, and you can't look rebellious. As long as feel, I just spoke. I just. You could say it as long as you say it to get a bunch of thinking right there. But you should know it's not true. I just spoke about this right after. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Taka. 
but, but still, it doesn't mean you should just know that it doesn't mean it was wasted. It doesn't mean it was at all, because because conversations are important, and ideas are important. And I think I didn't. We know many things. We don't turn into action. Also, that doesn't mean we're right not to turn into action. As long as you yell at a guy, turn it into action. But you should know that it, it's it's a mistake to look at it that way, Ellie. Say we just spoke. Really, I just. You're right. I told the guys the story that my father said it's us to go down by ball games. It was right before the weekend. On a Friday, my father said, the boys say, it's Geneva Mamish. If you buy a seat, you get a lower seat, it's Geneva. So on Sunday, Baruch said, Rabbi Yishmu's work. I'm so proud you went to game. And he said, no, I went down, but I felt guilty. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to about people say, we just spoke. They're saying it's not working. It's not true. It's not true. Because it could be working. The conversation's valuable. It doesn't always mean it turns into it. That's not how anybody works. It doesn't mean it's not. I'm not saying again that a person hears, but it is valuable. The conversation's very valuable. Extremely. Even if the guy transgressed. But the conversation and the MS, and you hope that it's in there. You know, there's Maskinals. I feel that way. I feel it's not a waste. It's not like maskimina. You don't know when the person takes that and turns it into something. And says, you know, Shlaimi, you mask him to that? You, you feel me? That type of thing. We just, you don't have to talk about that type of chill. Where's Yak? Where's Yitzhak Shalom? Yitzhak Shalom's here? <laughs> Mencha Chevra, eat lunch, Mencha's gonna be 115.